Welcome to Talking Jets. My name's Ryan, and I'll be your pilot tonight. I am joined alongside my co-pilots. I've got Green Bean to my this way, and I've got O'Leary to my that way. Boys, how you doing tonight? Green Bean, I'm going to kick it to you first. Oh, dude, I'm good. This is uh, it's exactly what I hope to be feeling uh, uh, this day after this game. So I'm in, uh, I'm in really high spirits, Ryan. I appreciate you asking. Oh, I can tell. I can tell. Matt, how are you doing tonight? Uh, I'm doing good. I'm glad to be back on my regular side. I felt off last week when I was on your, I guess <laughs> you're right. My yeah, other side, my this way. You, yeah. you were on my this way, and Green Bean was on my that way. And it was very yeah. confusing. Oh, okay. So we, a, yeah, so we sorry, do have our fourth person in here. I'm going to pick this up real quick. I think he's backstage. Wonderful. Master at work. Give me a little thumbs up if you are, you can kind of see everything. All right. I'm going to finish my intro real quick and then we'll bring you on to give you your five minutes of gloating time. I was kind of hoping you weren't going to make it. <laughs> I was like watching. I was like, ah, you, no mm. way. Uh, all right. So boys and girls, if you're just jumping into the stream, make sure you hit that like button for every 25 likes we get. We're going to pick a qualifier for our t-shirt giveaway at the end of the stream. If you're watching this after the fact, all you got to do is leave a comment down below this video and you will be entered into next week's t-shirt giveaway. Uh, now, without further ado, we, we clearly lost and got swept by the Patriots. I told Master at Work, the one who sent in the Super Chat last week, ripping on us that we'd give him his five minutes to kind of air it out. So here he is, Mr. Master at Work. Um, did I not assign him? Where is he? Bam, there he goes. Can y'all hear me? Oh yeah, we got you, loud and clear. Okay, so I got five minutes right per our agreement. I'm sorry, I just had to leave the round table for a second because I, I couldn't miss this opportunity, Jets fans. I couldn't Eight, miss ten. this opportunity to show you the broom. <laughs> to show you the broom, your, your, this is my daughter. Her name is Lucille, right? She's seven years old and she's been sweeping y'all asses for seven years, but I love you, Ryan. Matt, you're an awesome guy. I watch your channel, too. I have nothing against you, too. But it's Green Bean. Because every time we beat your ass, every time, what do you say? What did you say after we beat you? Oh, we got lucky. Oh, we cheated That's because right. of an onside. All the, the Jets are the better team. And you blow. That's what I said. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You know the Jets, the Jets are a better team, Matt? Guess what? I do. You had two yards in the second half. You... Yeah. You had the worst offensive production by NFL offense since the pickskin was an event. You had 2.76 inches, minus 26 yards on offense in the second half, but you're a better team than us, right? That's right. The Patriots are ranked number four in overall defense, two in points allowed, and two in most in sacks. But the Jets are the better team, right? You haven't beaten us since the iPhone 6, which is what? Since what? Geno Smith, when we messed up the coin toss, you're yeah, a better yeah. team. Hey, dude, we've heard I, it all before. It's, Bring it's, something it's, new. No, no. Agreement for the same old so, shit. Please. I'm going to let me talk, Green new. Bean. And Green I appreciate Bean, let's, it. Let's give love him the, we'll, we'll, we'll give, we'll give him his four minutes before we boot him out. Ugh. Yeah, you can boot me out. Yeah, go, yeah. go ahead and boot me out. Listen no, 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 here, you, you get your four minutes. You get your four minutes. I, I'm a man of my word. Yeah, let me listen here, you bottom dwelling peasants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had a chance to there win a division or, or get first place in a division. What happened? Now you're out of the playoff race and you're out of the playoff picture. Mm -hmm. You'll never win with Zach Wilson. He's trash. And I know our quarterback's trash. I'm not a Mac Jones fan. But at the end of the day, we're the Patriots and we own you. You're with your daddy. 
So you can keep on being delusional about how you lost in a punt return, Green Bean. The last time you won a Super Bowl was what, in 1956? You're probably the only yeah. Jets fan alive that good, remembers dude. that. You still have a VHS? You still have a VHS? VHS? Ryan, awesome big man. Love you. Welcoming you to the bottom. Come on down. Come on. What did you tell me? Everyone's getting the meme. Everyone's getting the meme. It's over. I got one more thing to say before I leave. What did you tell me? It's over, right? It's over, Jets fans. Peace out, Ryan. Uh, nice to have you. I hope you burn your tongue on some hot coffee. I am totally done with this guy. Thank God it's yeah. done. Get out of here. That guy sucks. <laughs> He's terrible. Oh, brutal. Absolutely. What, what, what a fucking did I have to do? Penance? <laughs> Wasn't enough to watch he two was- yards? I mean, it's crazy. It's like, I still think the Jets are the better team. It's just clear that like, if we had below average quarterback play, we wind up winning that game. I don't think, like it literally took a historically bad quarterback performance for the Patriots to beat us. (laughs) Like that's what it took. Three points, bro. I want to hear it. Get out of here. Yeah. Three points. You know what I mean? Stupid Like, give me a break. And this is the whole thing with the Patriots. Like, look, the truth is, is that we don't have a leg to stand on, which is why I just, I have no patience for fucking douchebags like that. For real. Like, I'm so sick of it. I know everybody else is, but it's like this. Let's be real. They are on the down. We never fucking arrived. We've been here for 12 years. Just like the the fact that it was a 3-3 battle speaks volumes about them, not us. We've been here for a long time. You want to come down here and talk comparisons with the Jets? Please, dude. Our quarterback uh, is is hot garbage. All right. So what are you going to do? You had three points. Three points. The great New England Patriots. So, you know, give me a break, dude, for, for real. And what's with that dude showing half his face, Ryan? Do you know why he does that? He's got an ugly bottom of his face. That's really what it winds up being. Let's call a spade yeah. a spade. <laughs> <laughs> ah, okay. I have an ugly bottom right. of my face. I'm still showing it. You got a, you, you got a holly jolly bottom of your face. I love it. It's you got, time you of year You got to start now. getting busy. Dude, after Thursday, you got to start making all those toys. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's talk a little bit about the game. Let's not talk about the quarterback just yet. Let's talk about everything else, and then we'll we'll, we'll have a specific segment for the quarterback and everything else that's kind of going on here. Uh, So, Greenbean, I'll kick it to you first. What were your thoughts on this game overall? I know we spoke at halftime, and we were all kind of like, twiddling our thumbs waiting for something to happen and i feel like i'm still twiddling my thumbs waiting for something to happen talk to me uh it was i mean it was what you know what here let me say this to you guys and maybe you felt differently but i had about at that point when the game started we had like maybe 350 in the chat something like that 350 400 90 percent of us myself jeremy and the chat included the first three plays, we all went basically, oh, no. Like, you could see it already with Zach Wilson. You could see it. Like, he was fidgety. He was kind of, and, and I was, like, hoping it's, all right, he's, he's amped up. 
too much adrenaline's got to come fuck down like that's what i was thinking i was hoping but really i noticed as many other jets fans did from the word go he looked like he was the same guy from the previous game and from the previous three Patriots games, like whatever it is, whatever the mountain is in his mount, you know, in his mind, the, the icy intellectual mountain that he's shivering behind named Bill Belichick or whatever it is, whatever that is, it was immediately uh, detectable by us out here. And it sucks to know that, you know, and I wish like, look, as I've shared with you guys before, I've been concerned about Zach for a while. That said, I'm also supportive of like kind of giving him a long portion, you know, longer portion than like 14 games, 15 games when we wanted to bench him and everything. I'm I'm into like giving him the season. That said, when there's a game that he looks like that in, I wish it could be like baseball. Somebody brought that up to me. Why can't it be like baseball where you bench a pitcher He's, he's looking cold. You put a, you know, another pitcher, he does a good job, and then he's still your starter. You know, the, the, the rotation comes around and he's up again. You know, it's, it doesn't mean anything. Like, I think we put a lot on that. Like, I honestly believe that if we had Trent Dilfer-esque output, you know, just like, uh, just hit, hit Berrios over there, hit Mims, hit Amore, hit Michael. I think if you could just do that, we win this game. I felt like that last time. And I'm not in favor of like benching Zach and giving up on him right now. I'm not. It's close. But I think at some point in that game, I would like to see Sala have the balls to go. He's He doesn't have it. He doesn't have it. He's freaking out. His, his feet are doing this behind the line of scrimmage. He's bailing on the pocket. You know, as soon as his read, you know, his first read is covered, he's, he's hopping around. Take him out. And, and it, it just take him out. Put Mike White in. Put Streveler in. Put Flacco in. I don't really give a shit. Put somebody else in. That's going to be a little calmer. So that was my feeling on it. I'm, I'm kind of confused on a lot of it. And I'm sure we'll talk about a lot of the details. But dude, I could tell Zach was off from the word go, and I don't know why. Matt, what are your thoughts on the game? Um. Not good. Um, well, actually, can I start with the good and then work our way to the bad? Uh, the of defense course. was tremendous. Um, yes, there were times where the open field tackling or lack thereof really frustrated me, but they held the Patriots to three points. So you have to give them credit um, for for stepping up, and that defensive line is is awesome. To kind of piggyback off of what Green Bean was saying, can we not point to someone even in the Jets' own division in Tua, who was benched multiple times in his first two years, who is now coming into his own. Mm, like, if point. there was ever a time where you could have pulled Zach, it would have been in that game. And like you said, like, who knows, maybe you pull him and White comes in, right? Because he was the only other quarterback active, I believe, on Sunday. And you see what happens from there. Um, and then you reassess during the week, and then who knows, maybe he gets to start again uh, against the Bears. But... um what makes it all worse, and I'm getting ahead, but the, the post-game comments, I think, really angered fans more so than the shitty play, mm. which is hard to do. Yeah, I, I'm looking at the the play, and I'm just like, man, this is this is bad. And I was actually live when when someone told me what Zach said in the, the post-game presser, and I was like, oh, well, that's that doesn't come off good, but, you know, whatever. And then I watched it later on, and I was like, oh, that 
does not come off. And we'll, we'll play it in just a second. Um, but yeah, a, across the board, it was just really frustrating to watch. You, you kept expecting something to happen. Um, and it just never got there. The, the defense has 12 sacks in two games against the Patriots. We were the better team in both games and we couldn't come away with a victory like that. That's just brutal to have to have happen. Uh, let's rip through a few super chats real quick, uh, and then we can go on to the quarterback. Uh, Ryan Lotan says, guys, I saw a stat today that Zach has uh, is the worst quarterback in the NFL when the wide receiver is three or more yards open, and he's the reason we had to listen to that trash. Um so Zach is like the worst quarterback. He might be like the 33rd ranked quarterback in like a lot of categories. There's only like, I think Pickett and Mayfield might be the only two that are slightly below him uh, in a lot of this. And it's just been brutal trying to uh, find something that you can kind of hang your hat on with Zach. Because at one point we was like, oh, you know, when he doesn't have pressure in his face, he does have the ability to get the ball out. And that just seems to have eroded away over the course of the last few weeks. Um, so not great here, Matt, any thoughts on Zach being a bad, 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 bad quarterback with wide receivers who have three yards of separation? I mean, it's not a good stat. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what else you can really say. It's not, it's, uh, it's troubling to say the least. Mm-hmm. Green bean, any thoughts on this, uh, stat here? I love that Matt just used the word troubling. I don't know what it is about that word. I'm a big fan. I hate the fact that it applies to us right now, but uh, I love it. I love it is troubling. The only way that we can find good stats about Zach, sad to say, is when we do shit like this. Like you know, after four minutes in the game, when the hot dog vendors are less than fifty percent sold out, Zach Wilson is the third rated quarterback in the NFL. Like we have to do this weird concoctions of. I just wish Zach Wilson could throw for an average of 250, two touchdowns, and win games. Yeah. Like, you know, mm-hmm. that's that's what I'm looking for, man. You know what I mean? And like, I'm tired of, like, when we're bad, we suck so bad that we question our entire existence. Like, why am I a fan? People are doing that to me. I have not, I've been doing this 50 years. Why am I a fan? I'm getting those. And I get it. Like, but if Zach threw, like, let's say it was a 3-3 game. It was just defense. And Zach threw, he matched Mac Jones. And it was just one of those games, man. You know, the wind, the cold. And, 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 he, and he was good, just not good enough. And, and we just lost. It's like, okay. But it's, you know. It's like the whole bottom falls out. And and I'm just, I don't know. It happens with Sam. It was same thing with Sanchez. He would come out and throw for three bills, and then he would throw for 100 yards and three picks. Like, what happens? I don't know what happens here. It's got to end. It's got to end, guys. I don't know what it is. Josh says, be back in five. Well, I think he's should be Thank back you, by now. That was at 810, so it's 818. So, Josh, let <laughs> us know back. if you are back in the chat because right. uh, we'd love That's to great. have you here. That's the best uh, super chat I've ever seen. Oh, I it's great. I know that. <laughs> he just wants to let us know. <laughs> That's the best. Uh, Ayub says, fire Joe Douglas. You can't miss on a quarterback. Zach is yeah. buns. I hate this take. Delete I your absolutely account. hate this take. Yeah. I like... Oh. Ugh. Oh. 
God, it just bothers me. I don't me. like I'm this. Sorry. This is this is this is the the one take that really drives me bananas because Joe Douglas has created the depth on this team that we now have. We have, you know, if let's say okay, let's say Becton and let's say Zach are busts. And are we okay saying that Elijah Moore, who was like the second pick in the second round, and Brees Hall, who was like the third or fourth pick in the second round? We let's include those as first round picks, right? Of our, yeah. what would that be? It would be seven, eight first-round yeah. picks. Of eight first-round yeah. picks, you're talking Becton, Zach Wilson, Elijah Vera Tucker, Elijah Moore, Sauce Gardner, Garrett Wilson, Jermaine Johnson, Brees Hall. That's what we're talking about. We're talking talent of first-round uh, caliber players. Joe Douglas has hit, if you want to call Becton and Zach Busts, 75% hit rate in the first round. That is absurd. That is an insanely high percentage, not to mention all the work he does on trades, the waiver wire, his free agent pickups, the the undrafted free agents. The guy knows talent acquisition, and it's not like Zach isn't talented. The Zach, like Zach and Becton, the talent is there. It's between the ears. Zach, for whatever reason, can't hit a five-yard slant, can't hit a guy in the flat. Becton can't stay healthy after not having an injury history. Like, if you're talking about firing Joe Douglas, I'm just not on board with this. I would rather give Joe Douglas another crack at quarterback uh, because of everything I have just mentioned. Not to mention the like the staff itself. Lafleur has had success with Johnson, with Flacco, with White, with uh, Pickett, with, with with Ritter. Like across the board, quarterbacks are doing well. It's literally just Zach. Ugh. sorry. Had to vent about that. Joe S says, I have an issue I, with salad. I agree no with every word you said. Ugh. I want you to know that. Was this back-to-back amateur hour super chats? Did they not watch the, the press conference on Monday? Ugh. Right? That like Salah yeah, coming on, out and, and and saying that oh. Zach Wilson, we're not committing to him to start against the Bears. That is accountability. That is him being put on on watch. Like we are keeping out the the best interests of the team, and currently you're in the doghouse. And I think, look, 100% of us, if you look at the, the poll question in the chat, I, I added a poll question there. Yesterday I had who starts at quarterback versus the Bills I, or Bears. I figured that's a very um, poor question to ask. I decided to ask who finishes the game versus the Bears. So I think most of us expect Zach to start and have a short leash. I don't think there's many people that are expecting Mike White or Joe Flacco or Strevler to come in and start the game. I think it's, let's put Zach on watch. If he has a poor half, then you come in and you bring someone else in in the second half. I don't think, uh, I think no accountability is a poor way to uh, look at this, Joe. Sorry there. Uh, Wrong Verb says, people say Strevler hasn't played anyone. Would you say Strevler played better competition in preseason and in the Canadian Football League than Zach did at BYU? Um, mm. I, that's an interesting thought process. Yeah. He won a championship in the Canadian Football League, didn't he? Or some kind of MVP title or something like that? I thought, right. it was, I thought he had something really big. Um, Strevler yeah, is right? the unknown, right? Like that's that's kind of the sexy name because Flacco and White both not under contract for next year. Neither one provides you mobility, and with a third string guard and a fifth string tackle, maybe that's something you want to consider. I just I don't know. I've never seen Strevler go against anyone other than preseason, so I, I don't have anything to say about Canadian Football League. But Greenbean, what are your thoughts on Strevler? 
I think this is a great question, actually, wrong verb. I, I don't know. I'd, I'd have to, like, really dig into it. I would say with a completely baseless uh, knowledge source, okay? I'm just going to say this is called flying by the seat of my pants. I would venture to say that the Canadian Football League professionals might be better than the competition uh, in large part at BYU because, you know, they're still younger and all those kinds of things. Um, but it's hard. It's hard to say. The thing is with Streveler, guys, is that, um, like, look, we don't know what he is. You know, he came in. He's exciting. You know, we saw that. It was fun. But we have been here before. Now, I don't know how old any fans are, but for a guy like myself, like I remember so many times, whether it was Trudeau over Boomer Esiason, he did, he outperformed him in the preseason. Half the Jets fans were saying, you got to start him. He's performed better. And then it was Troy Taylor. And then it's Brett Ratliff. And it goes on. There's so many examples. It's just unlikely. Now, if we get there, let's say Zach is complete garbage and we put in Mike White and he's complete garbage and Joe Flacco says, I'm still mad that you put me at the third and I don't want to play anymore, all right? Whatever. And you got to go to Strebler. I mean, okay, then let's see what we have. But I don't think, I don't think the coaching staff really views him that way. And you can see that evi the evidence for that is the fact that they're leaving him on the practice squad at times, right? Did did they put him back to practice squad? I think they did, right? He's not still I up think, there, is he? Is he oh, still on I don't know if he's... I actually don't know the answer to that question. I would imagine not, but um, I know he was yeah. brought up the Patriot game, like the week of the first Patriot game. Right, and we thought we, thought we had a package. Now, let me say this, though, to counter my own point that I just made. He's got a lot of experience. You know what I mean? Like he does have real life football playing experience. Now maybe the the you know the talent level isn't quite to the you know where the NFL is and what he's going to see here. At the same time, he's a little older. He's been around the block, and maybe you know maybe. But I think the coaching staff they see. They see what's going on. He's probably struggling with the playbook. I mean, I don't know. I just think we've been here before. We've we've dreamt about our third-string quarterback umpteen times, and it never works. You put him in one game in real life, and, they're, and you're like, oh, my God, who's that? Why is he doing that? Why did he throw the ball backwards? What's happening? Like, that's what happens. And so I don't know. I don't have that much faith in Strebler. I would root for him, don't get me wrong, but I don't see it. I see a comment in the chat that I just want to address real quick. Uh, Anthony V says ESPN's QBR, which is an upgraded version of quarterback rating. Uh, it's like ESPN's version of it had Mac Jones as having a worse game than Zach last week. I don't understand how that could possibly be possible. Really? <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I, I can't ver uh, verify that, you know, on the spot, but it feels wrong. Um, Brandon Frey says, start Mike white. He played great. Uh, played a great game and a quarter and had one bad game against the best team in the league in Buffalo. Give him another shot. Um, I think he, I don't know. I If they think he can be like Joe Flacco-esque, but have a little bit more mobility, then maybe you, you kind of go that route. For uh, guys in the chat, the 
poll question right now, who finishes at quarterback versus the Bears? Zach Wilson at 44%, Mike White at 40%, Joe Flacco 7%, Chris Strebler at 9%. Um, so it's going to be interesting to, to kind of see where that goes. Uh, before we go too far, I, I see a bunch of Super Chats in here. I want to get to uh, what Zach said and and some of the, the stuff going on around Zach before we get into that. So so hang with me here. We'll, we'll get to all you guys. Uh, so without further ado, I want to take a look at the difference. And, and now Jay Gary was one that posted this on uh, Twitter. You see what Josh Allen's uh, post-game press conference versus the Jets when he played horribly versus what Sam, or no, Sam, what Zach Wilson did. So here, I'm going to play both of them. I'll play Josh's, then I'll play Zach's, and we can talk about the differences on the back end. Yeah, I mean, it's tough to win in this league. Um, you're playing a good team, and your quarterback plays like shit. Made some bad decisions tonight, really cost our team. Um, a lot to learn from, a lot to grow from, but that's not that's not the uh, standard we hold ourselves to. That's not the ball that we play. Um, so... Lot to look at, lot to learn from. The, as an offense, though, I mean, when you guys are only able to score three points, the defense only lets up three points. I mean, do you do you feel like you let the defense down at all? No. no. Thank you. So those were the words heard round the Jet fan base that mm. uh, kind of, I think, sent people off the rails on Zach. Um, and then it led to a whole bunch of tweets. And, and obviously the one I was just talking about by Jay Gary, that was the one that John Franklin Myers liked and then sauce Gardner had another one that he liked and then both of them came back and was like oh i didn't mean to like that and i saw mr o'leary had a great tweet i said i too accidentally liked bad tweets about zach and i thought that was really really funny um but matt that i want to get your thoughts on the comments from zach wilson and from uh josh allen um, Josh Allen showed how you should have answered the question and Zach Wilson answered like, um, like someone who's just pissed off and not thinking it's, it was inexcusable yeah. to have that kind of a performance and then go out there and say, no, it's so easy to just say, I wasn't good enough today. I have to be better. That's it. That's, that's all you have to say. One sentence. It's not anything, you know, earth shattering. Um, you don't have to say that I lost all confidence in myself and that I suck. All it is, is you just have to say, I wasn't good enough today. I have to be better. And it changes everything. Greenbean, what about you? What are your thoughts on the comments? Uh, you know, you know what I think, man? I think they should uh I think they should leave these guys alone for a couple hours and let the emotions uh, bail. But I think, you know, Josh Allen, number one, I agree with every word Matt just said. I that's my take on it as well. But I think um Josh Allen also has had, uh, you know, a modicum of success. And Zach Wilson hasn't. It's, it's just, you know, very, very little. You know, 154 yards, and we're all like, yeah, all right, you know. So he's, you know, kind of had a rough go pretty much the whole time with a few moments, a few flashes, as we like to say. Um, but I think it's a little easier to kind of own bad shit when you're doing a lot of good stuff. You know what I mean? That that's what I think. You know, that said, Zach's gotta Zach's gotta know. It's like Salah's comments. Uh to, I think it was today. He said, Look, you know, up here on the podium, you have to take bullets, and and we know that. But I don't think he was really saying what we're making it out that he was saying. He's just he's just upset, you know? And it could be very easily just stock answers and 
you know, and I think he tried. I think he tried. If you listen to the whole interview, he was trying. And it's just, he's, he's, he's upset. So it got to the point. They kept asking the same question with a different angle. You think Denzel Mims is upset? You think Garrett Wilson's upset? You think the coach is upset? Yeah. You think the defense? No. You know, fuck off. And he, and, and he left. And it's not that I agree with it, but I, I got to say, I, I think I understand the frustration and kind of saying one word that everybody's, you know, taking and running with, you know. But uh, eh, still, that said, it's part of the job, kid. Part of the job. Yeah, I agree. I I, I, I like where both of you guys kind of went with this. When I heard that comment, I was like, oh, man, that is not good. That is a lack of self-awareness. <laughs> right. For me, I, I don't think there was a malicious intent with that answer. I think it was, you know, like Greenbean was saying, he was getting fed up. And the issue for me is the lack of self-awareness and reading the room. Like, in my opinion, I think Zach was big dog on campus in high school. He was big dog on campus at BYU. He's the number two overall pick. He's the good looking dude playing in the big city in New York. He's banging moms over the summer. The dude's head is in the clouds. He never really had to struggle for his position for the most part. There was a little bit in college where he had to kind of face a little bit of that, but I don't think he ever really faced true adversity. And we're seeing him kind of learning on the job. Uh, and it's really frustrating. I want to play one more interview uh, about how you should handle yourself. And this is coming from one of our captains on the special teams. Got um, hit, whether it was a side or the back, it wasn't good enough. It wasn't up to my standards. It wasn't up to the Jets standards. Put it on me. I'm going to go and work harder get in my film room more, do whatever I can to make this team better, to make my, our special teams group better. Um, and it's not all on me. It's 11 guys on the field, but me being the captain, I'm going to always point the finger at myself first. And, yeah. So that was Justin Hardy, special teams captain, talking about the final punt return that went for a touchdown. And he was held and blocked in the back on that play. No flags were called. Uh, but look, let's be honest, we should have never had to punt the ball away. That's where I well, that's where I come from. Like, I'm not even mad at the special teams. They did, they had nine punts that were perfect, and the 10th one on the first punt return in the NFL for a touchdown. Like, talk about the flukiest of all fluke plays. It, it could only happen to the Jets. That's, you know, Murphy's Law, like like Robert Salas said. Matt, any thoughts on Justin Hardy's comments? I thought he handled it very, very well. Um, I thought that was a very mature and captain-like answer from him. Um, I, was, I was happy to hear that. Um, and look, I know people were frustrated with the final play, myself included, on that punt return. Um, I don't know why Brain Man doesn't just kick it out of bounds. He's a moron. Um but they didn't lose that game because there wasn't a, a blocking the back call. They didn't lose the game because Brain Man on his 5,072nd punt didn't kick it out of bounds. They lost because the offense scored three points. And that kind of you know ties it all back together here with all Zach had to do was say, I wasn't good enough today. We got to be better. Or I got to be better. Yeah. And that's it. I 100% agree. Greenbean, any thoughts on Hardy's comments? Um. If you're, if you, I want to point one thing out. There's a moment there, and again, I, I'm too stupid to, rem, you know, recall it specifically. So I'm going to kind of paraphrase, but he starts to say that it's about everybody, and he catches himself. In my opinion, that's my interpretation. Mm. 
And do you see that? And that is a seasoned pro. That's somebody who's kind of been around the block a little bit. His emotions kind of started to come out. And he was like, well, he's like, I'm not the only, there's still other people out there. And then he goes, wait, 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 but it's still me. You know what I mean? So he caught it. And I think that's something that hopefully if Zach's around a while, uh, that he'll be able to kind of, uh, you know, adopt, learn, absorb. And I think Zach does a good job a lot of the time. I mean, I, I do. I think, you know, he gets poked at and prodded quite a bit. And I think most of the time he does okay. It's just kind of a shame that the worst moment, you know, swept by the Pats, complete ineptitude, that that's the moment on top of everything. It's just a cherry. Everybody like Samini went, oh, this is beautiful. Thank you, Mr. Wilson. <laughs> you know, that's what he did. Oh, thank you. Because then look, if you listen to Salah's press conference, who do you think's asking uh, Salah about Zach's comments? It's Samini. You know, it's like these guys love this shit. Nom, 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 nom. They love it. So, uh, you know, I think it's a bummer. But Hardy, yeah, he showed like even when you're it's leaking out, you can still pull it back and catch it. And Zach didn't do that. Uh, before we get into Super Chats, I want to talk about this. Who finishes the game versus the Bears? That is our live chat comment question. I want to hear your thoughts about this. My gut feeling is if someone has to come in for Zach Wilson, it's going to be the guy that filled in for Zach Wilson initially. He played three games in the regular season and two and a half games uh, in the preseason, had seven weeks of training camp and practice with the number one wide receivers. It's going to be Joe Flacco. I would be very surprised if we went any other direction here. I think if they do decide to go with Mike White, I think it's because they think there's a shot he might be able to be re-signed and brought back for next year in some sort of competition. But I would be very surprised if we went with anyone other than Joe Flacco versus the Bears. And I know that's the actually the least most popular <laughs> answer on our uh, our live mm -hmm. chat. And trust me, I, I get it. I don't particularly want to watch Flacco play. I have far more interest in, in Mike White or Strevler. But I think yeah. to do right by the veterans and the receivers, it's Joe Flacco. Matt, your thoughts. Oh. Yeah, that surprises me a little bit. Not your logic doesn't like that adds up because one he was he got a, a ton of reps earlier on, um, and he was the one who obviously started the first three games. The the reason why I think it's a little bit surprising is because when they decided to make the change a few weeks ago at QB two, saying it was going to be Mike White, to me mm -hmm. that says like okay, like this is our QB two going forward, and if anything happened to Zach, whether it be ineffective or injury. Mike White would come in and step in. So what I think is going to happen, uh, I think Zach starts on a short leash. If he plays well, he'll play the whole game. If he struggles, I think it'll be Mike White who comes in. Greenbean, what about you? That wasn't for you. Um, you know what I think? I think the question is asked in such a way that it it kind of brings people to answering it this way though ryan i don't think it's what we think should happen i think it's uh what do you think is likely to happen and i think mm -hmm. uh mike white being moved to number two would cause most people to think that if zach isn't the guy finishing it then more than likely it's mike white now but i even that all said i still disagree uh, I don't know if Joe Flacco, especially with the way that our offensive line uh, is currently built, I don't know if he's the best option um, 
You know, he's a stick figure. We know that. You need somebody that can at least move a little bit or step up into the pocket. Joe Flacco has struggled to even do that. You know, the one strip sack uh, for, I think that was in Cleveland, the strip sack, it was because he, he, he could have stepped up one half of an inch and it wouldn't have been a strip sack, probably more than a half inch, but maybe a foot, two feet, something like that. Um, so I don't know. I, I, look, I'm not the biggest Mike F and white guy. I just like you guys, I would be rooting my ass off for him. They put Flacco in. I'm rooting for the resurgence, you know, going out on top, all the stuff. Um, but I don't I think that it's got to be Mike White. It's just like he gives you the chance to kind of see a young guy. He moves a little bit. And I, I don't know. It's truth is I don't really feel all that great. This is one of the areas that I'm kind of worried about our backup quarterback situation. If I'm being honest. I think that's fair. It's one of those situations where you kind of probably were hoping that uh, you might have had someone a little bit better than, you know, Flacco sitting on the sidelines over there. All right, let's rip through some super chats. Joe S says he should have benched him. That's what I meant. Joe S was talking about uh, Salah having uh, no accountability and, you know, not benching Zach Wilson during the game when he's playing the way he's playing. Um, I, to a certain extent, uh, I don't want to say I disagree because I, I think that the performance is absolutely worthy of being benched. For me, I think uh, I think the trigger to launch the Jets into this playoff run was Zach Wilson needs to be the guy to get us past the Pats. Like if Joe Flacco or Mike White comes into that game and you have uh, them lead you to the victory, that is almost similar to like Nick Foles winning the Super Bowl in Philly instead of Carson Wentz. And it destroyed Carson Wentz's career, uh, in my opinion. I don't know if that's, a you know, entirely accurate, but that's that's the vibe that I kind of got from it. Uh, right or wrong there. Uh, Hulk Smasher Mom says, if Zach fails this season, next year, Carr or Jimmy G? Uh, we were going to get into that uh, in a little bit, but that's fine. We can talk about it now. Uh, I'm a Jimmy G guy. I think Derek Carr has a slightly lower floor, but a much higher ceiling. I think Jimmy G has a very high floor and maybe a more limited ceiling than Derek Carr. The reason for me, I choose Jimmy G, the familiarity with the staff, the uh, he's been to the Super Bowl before. He knows the players on this team, like Tomlinson, like Quan Alexander, if he ends up coming back. Um, and then there's no learning curve. Yeah, well, the coaches, that's their said. He knows everyone right. on, on staff. Uh, and you don't have to trade for him. Like, that's the big thing, because he's a free agent. And he has a clause in his contract that the 49ers are not allowed to franchise tag him. So he is going to hit free agency unless he signs a long-term deal with the 49ers. But I would think that's pretty silly for him to do that, given the, uh, you know, rare opportunity to yeah. hit free agency as a quarterback. Um, then they trade yeah. And that being said, Derek Carr has a no trade clause and he comes off as someone who very much loves being in Vegas. He loves playing with Devontae Adams. He was crying behind the podium. I think the issue in Vegas is more so the head coach. The issue there is that the head coach is kind of locked in at least for the next year in Josh McDaniels. And my Raider buddy who I, who I take a lot of stock in with his opinion he believes the Raiders are going to blow it up and Carr is going to be available, but he loves Derek Carr. He would be fine if they kept him, but he thinks they're probably going to hit the reset button there. Um, 
So we'll see. Matt, your thoughts on uh, Jimmy G or Carr? Yeah, you know, I find it really funny when Jeff fans are so dismissive of either of those two guys, like they wouldn't immediately be the second best quarterback in Jets history once they put the jersey on. Like that, mm-hmm. that, so that makes me that makes me laugh. Um, and yeah. not that like, I'm not saying that like, either of those guys are top 10 quarterbacks. They're not, but both like Carr throws for 4,000 yards and 25 touchdowns in his sleep every single year. And Jimmy G knows this system so well and can play. Um, I think Jimmy G is the more likely of the two. Cause as you said, I mean, you ran through it, um, with him being a free agent and him obviously knowing LaFleur and Salah very well. Um, my way too early subject to change guess is that it's going to be Jimmy G and Zach in a quarterback competition next summer. Mm-hmm. But, um, Derek Carr, I would probably prefer depending on the cost, because I think he's the better quarterback. Is there like, let's say if it's a singular first, would you do it for Carr? Yeah, probably. I'd probably do that. You'd have to restructure his contract. His He's due 31 million next year. Um, and then he'd be a dead cap hit of 7 million if you decided to, for some reason, move on from him. But he would be a $41 million cap hit if you kept him. So I think you might want to rework a little bit there. Uh, Greenbean, Jimmy G or Carr? Well, Matt, Matt said a lot of stuff, and I do think his initial comment is right where, if he didn't say it, that's probably where I would have come in. It's it's really funny, like how critical we are and all that, and then it's like Jimmy G or Derek Carr. Dude, instantly, best quarterbacks we've had here in just, in you know, you the best, I mean, the worst you can say is Pennington. You know what I mean? Like maybe, yeah. but like mm-hmm. Derek Carr, He's thrown for 4,000 yards every year. His rookie year, he didn't, but he had, what, uh, let me look here, 32. And then he had one other year with 3,500. And he still had 22 uh, touchdowns, 62% uh, completion percentage. He's 4,000 or like a couple yards under it every year. He threw for 4,800 last year. Like, we've never seen that. Greenbean, let me ask now. you, how, ma- how many 4,000-yard seasons do the Jets have in their history? Do you know this one? Uh, is it one or is it, it two, is Matt? One. I think it's one. Not, uh, is yeah, it just Namath one. or did – did yeah. uh, did yeah, so I, Fitz didn't get to 4,000? He just missed – I don't think so. 3,900, okay. well, maybe. Okay. Yeah, think about this too. Namath did that shit in 14 games. Too, it's true. Right? In the 60s Amazing. when nobody was doing it. Yeah. Right. That's that's why he was so large, so larger than life. It was like, dude, this is unheard of what he's doing. You know, it wasn't like, hey, just he was the best that year. No, no, no. He was light years uh, beyond everybody else. But it's like, but that all said, and I've been a supporter of Derek Carr the whole time. Like people love to dump on him. And I'm like, dude, we should be so lucky to have somebody who sucks like Derek Carr. You know what I mean? Like when we suck, we suck have we had a quarterback outside of Fitz that has thrown more touchdowns and interceptions in the recent memory like that's <laughs> the we're dealing with you know what i mean Ugh. it's like even like carson wentz carson wentz had 27 touchdowns and like seven picks last year he's and they got rid of him they're like ah we don't like him like what send him here you know what i mean like we'll take that dude so i don't know because then the other side to that is I don't know how good it is, you know, getting up in front of the New York media and crying. Like, I get it. And I'm, you know me, I'm a sensitive guy. 
I'm very supportive of, of emotional out, you know, output. I, I support men crying and sharing feelings. I love all that. But dude, New York media, Derek Carr crying, saying we work so hard. The other team worked just as hard as you. Yeah, they were better and they beat you. That's what happened. Like, stop it. You know, so that's the kind of stuff I don't know. Derek Carr does some weird shit, you know, so, but I love him. And I think either one of those quarterbacks, so what, you want me to pick one, huh? I would pick, if I had my druthers and all things were equal, I would probably pick Jimmy G. I think he's uh, a bit more consistent. And I like, like Ryan said, I think it's just like he comes from the same cut of cloth as mm-hmm. our organization. So I think that could bode well. You know, LaFleur, Benton, those guys, they've already worked with them. It's clearly working wonders for Tom Linson. Uh, so why not? Yeah, and who knows? Maybe he has a little bit of juice against the New England Patriots for picking Tom Brady over him. Who knows? Maybe yeah. there's a little bit of resentment. I would love it. Mm. Would love it. Kevin C. comes in, says, not on the fire Joe Douglas train, but a terrible take by Ryan, sweeping the biggest pick being a bust under the rug by JD. Accountability, GM got the quarterback pick wrong. I'm not sweeping that under the rug by any means. I would say I'm less... when I look at the history of our drafting, I see incredibly incompetent drafting. You're talking the last the last time a first round pick got an extra got his second contract from us was Muhammad Wilkerson <laughs> a decade ago. Like, I mean, granted, it happened in 2015 when he actually got the the extension. But regardless, like, we are hitting on picks at a way higher clip. We're winning trades. We're we're picking up guys on waiver wires. Like, there's no reason to to fire Joe Douglas. Should he be accountable? For the uh, the quarterback pick, sure, absolutely. I have no problem with you you giving him a little bit of flack for that pick. Are there situations and things that I think are are probably look? I, most scouts had Zach Wilson number two that year. The team that our offense is based on traded a ton of picks to get up to number three in the hopes that we might not take them. <laughs> Like, I believe that. I'm telling you, I'm just, I'm not, yeah, I don't know. I'm not there. I'm not going to crucify Douglas for this one. It's revisionist uh, history. It, that's what it bothers is. me. It's because they go back for two years ago and say, like, uh, there's, I had people call into my uh, show that's like, uh, tell me one thing you like about Zach Wilson. And it's like, I was the only one saying that, you know, Zach Wilson was worthy of a number two pick. Like, Yes, you could have made everyone yeah. could have made a reasonable case for Justin Fields at the time too. But like to pretend that Zach wasn't a prospect that should have gone in the top five of that draft is just silly. I don't know. Yeah, it bothers me. That's all. Well, and and let me let me add if I can. Uh, that's correct. Now, so it's one thing when your GM is consistently missing. So he's got three years, three drafts, and all of his firsts are dog shit, and he can't find anybody in the mids to late rounds. The best he's done is find a couple, you know, uh, special teams or, like, depth guys or something like that. That's when you know a GM is kind of is crappy. And then in addition to that, the only way he's gotten free agents is to just uh, overpay you know, abnormal <laughs> contracts like C.J. Mosley's, you know, $5 million more than the highest paid linebacker, that kind of stuff. In addition to that, then there's the trades. You know, do they make sense? Are we coming out on top? All that sort of stuff. 
what Joe Douglas has done, and I and I think, like is being said, you can't sweep it under the rug. Of course, it's a very, very important pick. That said, I think it's all of our, us three up here, because we've chatted about this, I think Joe Douglas has done enough, in our opinion, with everything else, that the one quarterback pick, even though it's important, not working, it's like it's it's that happens. And putting a good quarter, uh, sorry, a good general manager out to pasture when you have so much data supporting that the guy knows what he's doing, he's gonna miss. It's gonna happen. Sucks that it was quarterback. You'd prefer if it was, you know, a safety. You know what I mean? But it it just is what it is. He's done enough around that. Look at the team. And it's just packed with young stars in the making. We have stars on here. And they're all over the place, whether it be the defensive line, the cornerback. We got wide receivers. Even like AVT, he goes down uh, with an injury. But And Brees Hall, dude. But those guys were like working on all pro seasons. You know what I mean? And those are all part of the part of the mix so joe douglas has done more than enough in in my opinion that the zach wilson miss if that's what it ends up being uh should be overlooked um you know and and given another chance and you know that's how i see it i think that's what we were saying here pickle says thoughts on potential quarterbacks for 2023 uh jimmy g that's where where i'm going with that one uh egerton egerton says i have been consistent i never liked zach I have my reasons. However, Mike White is the truth. Six foot five, quick release. One of the smart, one of our smartest quarterbacks. Um, I don't know how I can even, you know, argue it or not. <laughs> I don't know how to how to gauge intelligence on that. Um, but I do think he's uh, he's interesting, right? Well, we'll we'll leave it there. Uh, Ayub says JD is gonna panic and make a dumb move for a quarterback like Carr. <laughs> I disagree Carr is not a bad move. I just don't think Carr is going to waive his no-trade clause to come here when he loves playing in Vegas. Um, So, uh, Tampa Bay Pete comes in and says, uh, what was up with Salah basically running the clock out and not driving for the field goal? He better never bring up the Navy SEALs again, coward. That is what happens when you have a quarterback that you do not trust. You try to run out the clock and they were trying to, to waste as much time as possible and move the ball down the field because you, you do trust your kicker a little bit, but it's a windy condition. Like I think they were playing for overtime and they thought their defense was going to be able to put them in a better position because they weren't scoring any points either. So that's where that uh, whole thing yeah. kind of comes from. Uh, Wait, Green Bay here. Well, I don't know. I'm with Tampa Pete. I I could I can't figure it out. I mean, I get I don't know. I can't figure it out. The real logic and then the delay of game and all the stuff. So you had an answer and I didn't hear it, Ryan. I'm I'm ah, desperate. That's all right. Seeking an answer. So so my answer is that's what happens when you do not trust your quarterback. I'm not saying it's right. I'm I'm with Tampa Pete on this. It's I think they felt like Zach was going to make the critical mistake and they needed a long run. They needed a playmaker to 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 make the play and not force Zach to do it because we saw, we saw Zach almost throw a pick six just a few passes prior. Uh, and I think all game they played not to lose and that's exactly what happens when you play that way. Yeah. Ugh, I agree. All right, well, thank you. Yeah, I, I think, you know, it just, I mean... 
I don't know, man. It It's really disheartening when you have that minute, you get the penalty, so you get a free first down. You just got to get into field goal range, and the whole game of ineptitude can be washed away and more ineptitude. And now it's from, you know, the coaches. It's like, oh, it's so painful. I didn't, I was just, I was miserable during that last two minutes or so. Miserable. CM says, Zach is 5-0 and against teams not named the Patriots. If we're going to bench him for issues with the Patriots, we might as well give up on this franchise. He's not getting benched for his play purely against the Patriots. He has looked bad in all the victories. We have won in spite of our quarterback, not because of our quarterback. Uh, Matt, I want to hear your thoughts on this. Do you think Zach being 5-0 and is more important than how... Uh, do you think 5-0 and is more important than how he has actually looked? No, no, I don't. Um, I think the the thing that I'm, I guess, in a way, excited to see, depending on if it if he's playing, and I think there's a chance that he does. But there's games against like this week: Chicago, uh, Detroit, Jacksonville, Miami, are four of the worst teams in the league against the pass. So if you see more of the same against those teams, that is your issue. If you see a completely different quarterback, then maybe there is something to revive there. But I think it'll be telling against teams like Chicago and the ones I just rattled off. RJ McPot comes in and says, despite Zach... Zach's bad play and boneheaded interview, he has improved. Think about it. He threw less interceptions after each game he faces the Pats. Um, that is a brilliant way to uh, wrap that <laughs> up and maybe not not uh, say anything. <laughs> now, look, his performance this past Sunday was worse than like any quarterback performance I can remember watching for this team. Greenbean, your thoughts on this chat? Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you though. It's like, well done, RJ McPot. You know, I, I, and I like what we're doing, you know, to a degree, but this is like, this is what we have to do in order to try to pull something out that's worth attaching our hope to, right? Like, this is the weird shit that we got to do, RJ McPot. It's crazy. Uh, the truth is, is, yeah, I mean, after games like that, maybe it comes out a little bit better, you know, and, yeah, okay. But he's just wildly inconsistent, right? And I think this type of a game, in this type of a situation, where you just played the team a couple weeks ago and, you know, like you had kind of the opportunity to get revenge, you know, to come out like this after, like Ryan was saying, the whole season, it's not that he has been terrible the whole time. But he's been concerning. That's that's the word. He's looked pretty good. I mean, I think you look uh, decent, at least in Green Bay. You look good in Pittsburgh game. So there have been moments, but there's always been like a concern, like, mm, and, the de and the defense or whoever, they're pulling it out. So to have this type of a game, it makes all that other stuff where we won in spite of him glaring. You know, that's what it does. Now, if he comes out in in uh, Chicago, in the Chicago game and just lights him up, you know, he buys another week. You know, that's the way I see Okay, great, great. But he's got to be consistent. You can't have this 350, two touchdowns, and then 75 yards. Like you, And look, let's be real. He had two picks. 
you know? And he mm -hmm. didn't. Don't get me wrong. We drop picks too. But we know, right? We're all, we're friends here, right? We know. Mm -hmm. We know what happened. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I think it's it's tough when you have to do this to make any positive uh, vibes about your dude. And I would rather just see consistent 220 and two touchdowns a game. I'm fine. Mm -hmm. uh, Nicholas, George the King says, Bills, Bills, BS defense. Oh, Bill Belichick's defense nope. is the hardest oh, one. Yep. Yeah, oof, man, that was hard. Bill Belichick's defense is hardest one to pre-read. Safety tricks, young quarterbacks. Every quarterback in the league not named Brady struggles against it. Agreed. I, but again, it's not this one game. It's it's the culmination of what he was unable to do. Like he was not able to, like even the plays that were open, like easy swing passes, easy slants, could not hit them. That was not coverage you know, confusion. That was just bad throws. Citybird comes in. It says, any G-Man fans in here? How is, uh, how's this compare to Deshaun? Uh, so for me, the Deshaun Jackson return was far more egregious because the teams were moving the ball and he, they should have never kicked the ball to him. Look, yes, we should have kicked it out of bounds with the wind playing a factor. And look, I, there's issues with the punt return. Don't get me wrong. The issues for, for all intents and purposes, negative 21 yards in the second half passing. That's absurd. You cannot have that. Uh, that is the story here. Uh, Mike Jerome comes in and says, Zach gives us the best chance to win. Let's not act like our line is really, uh, isn't really really bad. Kurt Warner's assessment of Zach is a, uh, a must-watch hell grow, uh, he'll grow from this. Um, Hope so. Yeah, look, I, I do think Zach Wilson yeah, gives us the right. best chance to win. Like, if we're going to do anything in the playoffs, it's because Zach Wilson is at the helmet quarterback. Pure and simple. That is that know. is the only way. Everyone else is just a guy. Like, we might get in and have, you know, maybe we get into the playoffs with Mike White or Joe Flacco at quarterback, but I don't think we're going much further than that. Zach scares teams from like his arm strength perspective, but if he can't hit the easy reads and they're going to be cheating and coming down and stopping the run and Zach can no longer, you know, do anything. I, I don't know. I, uh, it's frustrating and I get where people are coming from, but, uh, I agree with, with Mike here. Um, Everaldo, uh, needs a swift kick to the nads. He says 11, 22, 12, but fumble anniversary. Um, I know. thanks for that. <laughs> Love knowing that right now. Uh, Drillo, the Jets fan says Salah, uh, Salah said what he needed to about possibly benching Zach. It's probably 80% because Zach, uh, because of Zach's comments after the game, a message to Zach publicly that he will be, uh, that he will be held accountable. So yes, I agree. I do think that the, they were going to go back and look at the tape anyway, and they may not have done anything until after the Bears game. They were going to evaluate him after playing a poor pass defense in the Bears. And if he performed poorly, then I think that's when you'd see it. But because of his post-game comments, because of the glaring uh, offensive output this past game, and because of all the comments that were coming up from Sauce and uh, and JFM and Garrett Wilson and like literally everywhere, it's, it felt like the locker room was starting to really turn and, and, and piss a lot of people off. So I think that's that's why it was brought up. Matt, your thoughts on, uh, did Salah bring this up purely because of Zach's comments? 
I don't think it was purely because of that. I think it was a big reason for it, but um, I think it was reasonable also to just look at that performance and say we have to evaluate things. But um, the comments really didn't help anything. So um, I, I think that was a part of it, but not the whole story. Uh, RJ McPot comes in and says, as effed up as it sounds, Brees and AVT getting hurt was partial positive because it highlights uh, our need, our need to know who's our quarterback one. Uh, I guess. <laughs> I I don't know. I I, I don't love no, it either way. RJ is usually pretty good, so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna give RJ McPot some loving. Okay, I'm virtually embracing you with warmth, support, and love. But you come, you're really, you know, you're not doing so well tonight. I, in my opinion, we're I reaching. think you're right. There is the word. That's the word I was reaching for. I couldn't read. I couldn't get go. it. So Matt got it for me. Thank <laughs> you. Uh, I think you're reaching tonight, man. Um, Brees and AVT getting hurt are not, it's not a positive period. You know, we lost two young, potentially all-star level players, no matter what the hell's going on around the team like look dude if we can win and zach is subpar all year trust me the coaches know they know they know what they're kind of having to support and what they're having to you know kind of hedge their bets against they know they're aware you know it's like when you say like the previous comment you think it's about the comments i don't think the comments helped like like matt said well, let's be real. This is, I mean, if, if Zach threw for 380, four touchdowns and won the game and said the same types of comment, nobody cares. You know what I mean? It's the game. It's the play. That's what we're looking at here. And I think uh, knowing who our quarterback number one is, if Zach sucked and the team was carrying him all year, they're aware of it, in my opinion. I don't, I don't think you need two young, bright stars to go down to realize anything about Zach Wilson. Uh, RJ also had one that I think I may have missed. Oh no, I, I said it earlier, so I'm just out of out of order here. Uh, Scott says I still have faith in Zach. Look at Olbrick's 180. Uh, Olbrick had a bunch of talent added to his defense. Now, if you say you can add a bunch of talent to Zach himself because this offense is loaded with talent, then I completely agree. But but Scott, uh, I I disagree uh, right here. Um, let's see. Next up is Mike Jerome. Let me just find the correct one. Here it is. Um, Mike comes in and says, JFM got some nerve liking tweets about accountability when he may have cost us the first game. Our defense doesn't give up the game with that lead. Yes, I 100% agree. I, I, I do yep. think there is an accountability issue with JFM. Uh, that being said, if Zach doesn't throw the interception, JFM doesn't have the opportunity to hit that quarterback. So, you know, I, I get completely get where you're coming from. Uh, hundred percent. I don't really have any, any disagreements there. Uh, Mitt Flair says, I think everyone needs to calm down a bit with Zach Wilson. He is in his early 20s, second youngest starting quarterback, by the way, uh, and is still only in his second year as a pro. He's going to have more bad games. He is still the most talented quarterback on the team. Woo. Yeah, I do agree. He's the most talented quarterback in the league. And look, Alex Smith had a bunch of bad games for the start of his career. It's entirely possible Zach turns it around. Like the, the worst thing that happened 
to the league is I shouldn't say the worst, but but something that really skewed a lot of things was the rookie salary cap and the need to win while these guys are cheap. And Zach is unfortunately someone who probably should have sat on the bench for the first two years, learned behind a veteran, and then came in once he was comfortable. They worked on his footwork and everything like that. Uh, and it's just, you know, he's, he's a victim of it. Greenbean, your thoughts on uh, on this super chat here. Is uh, Zach still progressing and you, you think he's going to get better here? Well, I, I think what Mitt is saying is very sound, but it also sounds like exactly the same argument we had for Sam Darnold, right? Um, I don't think we're asking for too much, Mitt. I, I, I think we just want to see progress and or consistency. Like, he's really looking like he hasn't developed, man. Like when he has a good game, it's kind of, like I said, like, uh, excuse me, against Buffalo it was 154 yards. And we're all like, that's all we need from Zach. If he just does that, dude, that's kind of sad. You know what I mean? Like it really is. Why can't we just have a damn NFL quarterback? Now, I don't think Zach's career is written yet, but there is the decision to make whether or not you can waste this whole season of like amped up young stars for him when he's clearly not it. When you can get away, if you can win games with like a Mike White, just like a dump off kind of guy, you know, just, just good enough to keep the offense going. If you can win that way, and you got to do it. If Zach can't even hit screens and and uh, wide receiver screens to the left and just simple simple stuff, then there's a problem. And 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 I think again, it's not so much about you know his career is over, but it's like right now is this the best decision for this team? Like we could lose the whole team, you know, for this. And uh, again, the whole he's young and I yeah. I don't know, man. Then stop fucking drafting 19-year-old kids. You know what I mean? Like, get some men in here. Make sure that they can, that they have to shave before you draft them. You know, maybe that's the solution, Ryan. I don't know. Mike Jerome says, find it funny. Week one, Zach and Allen's numbers are identical. And week one after, uh, and week one after, they are like Jamarcus Russell's. New York media are clowns. We have to develop Zach. Yeah, seeing the first 20 games of Jamarcus Russell and the first 20 games of Zach Wilson, they couldn't be further from one another personality-wise, um, but it it is alarming. <laughs> it is absolutely terrifying. Uh, Harris comes in and says, performing well in sports is all about confidence, and Zach is lacking that now, and knowing he will be yanked if he is bad, through a few series will not help. Matt, your thoughts oh, on the mental side of things and will this hurt Zach by knowing he might get pulled? He had me in the first half. I'm not going to lie. I, I didn't read the second half of the super chat. Um, I I think this is something that potentially could be like to spark him, that adversity that maybe he needs because he's kind of been, you know, gift wrapped this opportunity for the past what 21 games or 20 games however many games he's played in his career and now it's like oh shit i gotta get going or i'm losing my job that might be exactly what he needs yeah absolutely i completely agree uh chris kv says i hope zach can become a miracle and turn it around and one day we will look at all this and laugh about how crazy we looked i do like jimmy g though green bean your thoughts on chris kv's chat 
Yeah, I you know what? I'm I'm a hundred percent with you, man. Like it wouldn't it be just so delightful to look back on this, like look, Ryan, Matt, like in two years, we're uh, you know, we're enjoying the the semifinal playoff victory of 2024. And we go, remember when we thought cutting Zach Wilson or benching him was the best thing? He's such a he's the best in the league. Like, yes, of course, I want that more than anything. Starting over, even if it's with a vet, it it, it gives me agita. Give me a little heartburn. It's like, mm, I, I don't want to. I don't want to do it again. But that said, you got to look at what's in front of you, man. Like, you just have to. And let me say this. We've kind of gotten this far without saying this. I saw a couple of comments in the, in the chat, but we haven't talked about it. I think there's some blame that should be put on Calabrese and LaFleur. They're tasked with developing this guy. He doesn't look like he's developing to me. It looks kind of like he's stuck in this weird kind of place where he's not getting through it. He's not overcoming and getting better. That could be on them. Like, are we really competent? You know, LaFleur, first-time offensive coordinator, last year was Calabrese's first ever year as a quarterback coach. Like, are we putting our most valuable resource right now and our, our young quarterback in the hands of two guys that are figuring it out themselves? So I don't know, man. It's, it's kind of like there's a lot of swirling shit, and I'm hoping, I'm hoping, man, I want it more or as much as any one of you. And it's tough to ignore what you're seeing, though. So, Greenbean, I'm very glad you said that, and we're going to jump to that in just a second. Uh, I got Joseph on deck, Mike, and then Joseph, and then Ray. We got a bunch of Super Chats, so we're going we're gonna to go through and we'll get to everyone. Uh, just hang around with us. But you brought up the, the coaching staff, and, and are they being effective? I think the fact that we're able to see some success with a bunch of other quarterbacks kind of leans me the other direction, but I want to go through this. I had this uh, set up. Let's see if I can not screw it up. Um, let's see. Bam. Oh, so you may I have seen, watch it. Oh, you may have seen some of these plays here. Now I want you to keep an eye on Mr. Denzel Mims right here. That's what we're going to be looking at. When you watch this play and you see Zach Wilson, we're going to go through it slowly. That's open. Zach Wilson is looking at Denzel Mims. No. And this is an Scared. easy touchdown. Easy touchdown. Uh, and he winds up running. Look yeah. at that. Right I there. Know. Right past him. This is NFL open. This is not knowing NFL open if you're Zach Wilson. Right. I got one more for you. you this one will make trigger. you sick. Yep. Yeah. And, and, like, and so here's the thing. Like he needs to recognize when not when Denzel Mims gets open cuz then there's people around him mm -hmm. and he's pressured and but it's when the safety is flat-footed and yeah, Denzel yeah. Mims there. is running I don't know full speed but he's he's got a, a full stride going and the safety has not broken down and and turned to keep up with him that's when you throw it like you got to recognize that that it's a, as good of a chance as as you're going to get and the thing is, I think Zach is just afraid, scared. Is what confident. we were talking about a couple yeah. of weeks ago, right? What did you say, Matt? I said he's not confident. I, he's second guessing himself. I think he's so scared to make a mistake, he just doesn't want to throw the ball. All right, let's go here. 
I want you to keep an eye. This is the final third down play right here, Mr. Elijah Moore. Keep an eye on how this goes. Carter goes in motion. Remember, this is Open. just one yard to gain. Oh, Zach no. Wilson is right here. Look where Elijah Moore is. Look who's around him. Look where Zach Wilson is looking. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Let me that's go to it. Carter. That's a first down. That is not LaFleur. Oh. That is all Zach Wilson. Yeah. And and Elijah Moore with the ball in his hands. Who knows? He's got really one guy to beat there. Oh, yeah. Here's the, the other angle. This You'll actually see his eyes go across. And it does look like Elijah Moore is probably not the first or second read, or at least Zach doesn't really follow it that way. So he's looking to his left. Right, left. Right. And then he, he immediately goes to his other receiver on the outside as opposed to Elijah Moore right at the sticks. So maybe that is LaFleur not giving him the progressions to go through, but but Zach's got to know the downs and distances. He's yeah. got to be able to hit Elijah Moore right here. That is a an right. error from a young quarterback that absolutely uh, should not happen. Should not happen at all. Um. All right, let's go through some stuff here. We got Joseph says, Robert Sala and Michael Floor can't develop a quarterback. Fire them if they stay on. We will never have a good, high-powered offense. I completely disagree. We've seen Joe Flacco do well under this regime. We've seen Josh Johnson do well. We've seen Mike White do well. We've seen Ritter and Pickett all do well. It's literally only Zach Wilson who has not done well in this offense. Even Strebler's yeah. done well. <laughs> like, seriously, everyone else can pick up the fucking offense. Zach Wilson can't. I'm sorry. I completely disagree. Yeah. Uh... Mike Jerome comes in, says, love and watch all three of you, but here we go doing typical Jet fan things, looking into our future quarterback, shake my head, Zach, 20 games in, off period has, uh, offense period has to be better. The offense has to be better, but when the defense can just game plan against the run because they know your quarterback can't make a throw, that is a quarterback issue. I just showed you two plays wide open. Those changed the game. Changed the game. Zach Wilson missed it. And it, look, we're talking about our future quarterback because this team is a year ahead of schedule. That is the biggest fault right now. We got good a year earlier than we expected. We expected to give Zach the entirety of this year to grow and learn, and the expectations changed when you started winning a bunch of games. Uh, it's a good good problem to have, but it's that is a, a major problem uh, you know, that we're, we're dealing with here. Um, I see, let's see. This is another one from Joseph. Uh, is this one different? Robert Sala, Mike Floor can't develop a quarterback. We have meteor core, uh, quarterback play offense, uh, just based on his philosophy and Michael Floor's play calling. Uh, he's saying we'll always be mediocre. Matt, you think we'll always be mediocre with uh, LaFleur at the helm as OC? Guys are open. You just showed a couple of examples. Um, I, I think I, I think it's fair to say that Sunday wasn't Mike LaFleur's best day as a play caller. There were still some things that you could be critical of, but guys are open that your quarterback has to hit. So, Yeah, 100%. And Matt, you brought up during the halftime show the uh, the third and two playing for a field goal 
uh, with a, a, a shotgun halfback draw as opposed to letting your quarterback at least roll out and try to complete a pass. Yeah. Um, so there, there, there are issues with the floor. I don't want to get that twisted, mm-hmm. but I, I think the issue is clearly with Zach Wilson right now. Uh, Ray Danger comes in and says, bottom line, give us a list of quarterbacks who had these types of numbers after 20 games and turn it around. Please don't say Josh Allen. Ray, I completely agree, and that's exactly where I'm at as well. I do think there's a little bit, tiny bit of an asterisk that you could put on Zach's first year because of how abysmal the talent was. But this far through the NFL season with good talent and just missing easy throws, it's not like he's he's having trouble um, – I don't know. It's it's the easy throws that are that are infuriating. If he can hit those easy throws, I think we look a lot better than we are, and we're probably eight and two at that point. Uh, yep. Greenbean, your thoughts uh, on the twenty game sample size we have of, of Zach Wilson, and is that enough? No, you know that's. I think that's the really the the item that carries the most weight. You know that on the side of like, hey, calm down. I think that is really the argument. You know, and then you add from there, he has had moments, you know, even the the last four or five games of last season, you know, he looked significantly better. He has the Corey Davis game. He's got the Pittsburgh game. You know, he's got he's got his games. Uh, he won rookie of the week three times last year. So, um, you know, there is there's stuff there. But I think the idea that you can't tell if somebody's a complete waste of space in 20 games, at least at this moment, maybe in five years as a whole thing, like Geno Smith, right? Geno Smith was ridiculously um, uh, unqualified to lead a team for a long time. Now, he'd come in for a little while and do, but that's why he was a backup for the past, you know, six years or whatever it was. And now he's okay. So, you know, you, you never know in the future. But what we're talking about is right now. Like, so is 20 games enough to, to move on from him for this moment for this team, I think I, I think it's it's walking the line, but I think he's so far on the on the one side, which is like lost, that you can make that decision. Now, would I say that that is indicative of who he is throughout his whole NFL career? I think it's way early to to make those kinds of proclamations. But yeah, I think it's about this team. Like you got to look at it for its current circumstance. That all said, it is a little early. It is. But 77 yards, dude. You know what I mean? It's not the first time. That's the thing. Uh, And I do think 27 games will be enough to to grade Zach Wilson, which will be at the end of this season. I think what most people are concerned about is next year, Joe Douglas is not going to waste this prime defense. He's not going to waste prime AVT, prime Brees Hall on seeing if Zach Wilson can figure it out. We will have a new quarterback or at least a heavy quarterback competition next year. TC comes in and says, have you guys seen Kurt Warner's breakdown on Zach Wilson? I have not, uh, but I will have that on after uh, this show because I've heard a lot of good good. things about it. Uh, NY Jets situation report. What's up, dude? Check out his channel. Uh, He says, Kurt Warner just said he's willing to be Zach's quarterback coach. That's easily reachable if Zach if Jets are interested y'all think that could help Zach uh look I'm I'm all about anything that could help Zach I I will not um you know shy away from any kind of help I'm surprised you didn't bring Beck back at this point yet um so I would love to see Kurt Warner help if he thinks he can help 
Uh, Joseph. Joseph says, whose fault is it for Zach's lack of development in Salah? Uh, it's Salah. Let him play and fail, and we as fans have to be okay with that, but we will see what he is. So I see where you're going, Joseph, and I, I don't necessarily disagree, but the an average NFL career is three years. You have a top five defense. This, this is a championship defense. Don't get it twisted. You can absolutely make noise this year with competent quarterback play. And the issue here is that Zach can't even hit the basic stuff and you don't want to waste time. So it's, it's not, you know, we have to be okay with it and we have to wait and see, like, I get that, but this defense, it's not going to be as good next year. Like we have a bunch of players coming back, but realistically it is very hard to duplicate defensive performances year over year it's much easier to duplicate offensive performances um not to mention we're probably not gonna have carl lawson next year unless he decides to renegotiate and, and extend his contract for a little bit cheaper you know who knows what happens with all our linebackers both Quan alexander and quincy are, are not under contract next year cj mosley may be a cap casualty if he doesn't renegotiate his contract we're not holding on to a linebacker for 21 million dollars um so there's a lot of things that you kind of have to consider here but i i see where you're coming from uh, Isis says the Raiders have an out on Carr's contract this year. Like Ryan's friends said, they may want to reset and just release him. So that's, that's the caveat. So February 10th, Derek Carr has an option in his contract. He can either be released and there is no, uh, cap ramifications for the Raiders or he's held on to and immediately $40 million of his contract are guaranteed. It's like 31 million, it's almost 40. It's like 31 million next year, fully guaranteed. And then 7 million in 2024. So I don't think they release him. I would be very surprised if they did because $31 million, even if you're going to draft a quarterback for one year, let Derek Carr teach the kid how to do it and then trade him after the season. So I think you're going to have to make it worth his while. And I don't think Carr is going to waive his no trade clause unless the Raiders, you know, know Carr's not going to waive his no trade clause and they want to free up the cap space. Then they release him before February, in which case Jimmy G, Carr, you know, talk to both, see what you could wind up happen, have happening. But I would imagine Jimmy G would still kind of be the favorite there because of the familiarity uh, with everyone across the board. Chris Bradigan uh, drops in with a member super chat. He says, I just want to see an angry, pissed off Jets fan this week, kill the Bears, and then we'll be seven and four right back in the hunt, get over it and win. Yeah, look, we got to see a a way more lifelike team this week compared to what we've been getting out of uh, the team or at least Zach the last few uh, NY Jets 24 says the Jets organization never develops a quarterback. The offensive coaching staff with two weeks to prepare for Bill Belichick out coaches, the Jets uh, uh, prepare Bill Belichick out coaches, the Jets coaching staff every year. It's time to change quarterback. Uh, it's time to change quarterback. It's time to change quarterback. Not ready. Um, so I think what he's getting at is, you know, we had two weeks to prepare. We should have been able to prepare for, um, for this game. And I, I agree, but I think when you're seeing guys run wide open and your quarterback's not seeing him and not hitting him, like there's only so much Mike LaFleur can do. Um, and there's only, you, you can't really add much more talent. Like we, we're loaded on talent aside from maybe the offensive line. So Matt, I guess any thoughts on this comment right here with having two weeks to prepare? Uh, no, I think they were. I think they were all pressing. Um, obviously, the the biggest reason why they lost is because of Zach Wilson's ineffectiveness. 
Um, but it's very clear or very evident to me, and I'm curious to see what you guys think, that the Patriots and Bill Belichick is in this team's head. Yeah, yeah. I think it is. I, th I think he's in our entire fan base's head. <laughs> he has he has a vendetta. It's it, The way I look at Bill Belichick is almost the way I look at Rex Ryan week 17 against the Jets in 2015. Rex has a vendetta against the Jets. It was, I am going to do everything in my power to just tear you down. And Bill Belichick has held on to that for 22 years. Greenman, yeah. your thoughts? Yeah, well, that's kind of what I was saying before. It's like we get to the game and there's like this huge mystique. It's like we're not just playing these men in front of us. There's like the aura and the history and the thoughts and the creations and, and all the stuff, the fantasies and rumors and it's it's everything it's like again zach wilson showed up to that game nervous and i think that you can you can really look at some of the play calling and something and you can kind of see that i i think that it's just we're making it bigger than it is if we took the patriot sticker off and didn't tell our guys who they were playing i think we kicked the living shit out of them that's what i think um but it is what it is zach wilson has been atrocious against this team four straight times uh, not good um so yeah i mean it'd be real nice to just say okay well it's going to take him a while for that team and he's really you know worth working on with everybody else like if he comes out and throws for three bills against the bears and we win and he everything looks smooth and okay you know all right maybe it's just the pats and that would that sucks but i would take that rather than the guy needs to be flushed down the turlet ryan City Burke comes in and says, I know the draft is hard and hindsight 2020, but did we overlook the no captain thing at BYU? A lot of people wanted to say it was nothing at the time. I think some of it, uh, you know, could be overlooked for sure. I think there's definitely a, um, you know, a little bit to be said about going against a, a COVID schedule. Like not all teams played that year and we didn't get to see a full slate of games. I think there's excuses that can be made that made that year a little bit more challenging to diagnose quarterbacks, I guess. But yeah, look, the, the no captain thing, you got to look at it now and, and kind of question it at least a little bit. The only reason he's got a captain on his chest right now, I think, is because he's the quarterback and he's the number two overall pick. I don't know if yeah. he'd have that C on his chest if he was anyone else. Matt, any thoughts on the, uh, the C on Zach's chest? Yes. Um, when... Uh, through the pre-draft process, I interviewed uh, someone who covered BYU um, in Utah, and I also interviewed someone in Ohio who covered Justin Fields to try to get uh, the full scoop on both of those quarterbacks. And the reason behind the captaincy thing was because they have a lot of older players on the team. Most of them, as Mormons, they go out on their mission and come back and are like 26 years old. So those are the guys who they make the captains, the the veterans of the group who have kind of been there and been through it. Um, that was the explanation that I got. Um, and it was nothing like that the team didn't respect him kind of a thing. I love that answer. Absolutely love that answer. Red John comes in and says, what about Jameis Winston if Zach doesn't work out? I've had a few people ask me about this and I just don't particularly like Jameis Winston. And a lot of that stems from some, from a lot of the off the field stuff that he's done and just the turnovers in general. Now we would totally see an electric offense because the dude can sling it all over the field. And I think there would have to be a few things 
that would maybe have to go wrong for me to land on Jameis as the guy I would want. Like for me, yeah. Jimmy G, uh, I would say Carr, I would say, on, I mean, you guys aren't going to like it, but I brought it up before. I, I think there's a non-zero percent chance that Brady tries to come here as well. He tried to go to the Dolphins last year, tried to cheat and tamper to get there just so he could play Bill Belichick. They have now found their quarterback in Tua Tagovailoa. I think there's a really good shot that Brady looks at the Jets and says, hey, nothing could be sweeter than owning Bill Belichick with the Jets and breaking that 14-game winning streak with the Jets. Um, you know, another another situation you can kind of look at, but I, I don't... Winston's not one I, I particularly want to go for. Uh, Doug Kahn says, uh, can the Jets stop using... T.Y. or uh, Ty on third downs. Yeah, the long pass up the, like yeah. on the wheel route up the sideline, that one had me confused. Oh. And like, there, there's certain guys, like when we see Jeff Smith get a pass on third down, like we have so many other weapons. Like, why are these guys the ones getting it? Uh, Greenbean, any thoughts to this? Yeah, you know, it's funny because uh, I've been kind of vocal in my, um, you know, my my thoughts on Ty Johnson, right? Now, I have nothing against him personally, and I've also said that he is a talented ball carrier. When the ball's in his hand, he's done some nice things. But he's very untrustworthy. You know, he's dropped it's just, you know, more than enough passes. He gets blown up in pass protection, all that sort of stuff. I don't know why he's out there. Now, okay, so we have him out there. But not only do we have him out there, uh, we've had him at playing the X. We have him going deep down the sideline on a wheel. And then we're actually throwing it to him on top of that. So people have brought up to me, hey, dude, he was actually open. It's like, okay, great. But that doesn't mean he was going to catch it either. You know what I mean? Like this guy has been very inconsistent. Um, so I don't get it. It frustrates the living hell out of me, man. I don't know. Like we kind of abandoned James Robinson and Michael uh, Carter, in my opinion, we didn't really give him all that much of a chance to really get going creatively. Uh, we did the same thing in the first Patriots game, and we know Bill Belichick was stacking to take that away. We know that. Still, I think you could have got them involved a little bit more, but it's like, why Ty Johnson so much? Um, I don't know. It baffles me, man. I, 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 don't, I don't love it. I really don't, and I don't understand it. And, uh, you know, it's one of the pet peeves I have with this staff, those kinds of things. Gator McCluskey drops in, says, Zach lost the fans, the locker room, and now the media. I'm shocked how the national media is slamming the kid. Is that next level Jets abuse? No, I, I mean, honestly, I think he deserves it. I think the the lack of, of playmaking ability um, – on the basic stuff is, is a critical issue. And you look at how good the team is. I think it's only getting national attention now compared to some of our other teams is because the jets are actually good right now. And it's not just the local market that's honing in on it. Like there's actual, uh, you know, you can look at it and, and, and say like, okay, look, he's clearly the problem. It's not, you know, Oh, the jets don't have weapons. Oh, the jets don't have an offensive line. It's like, no, it's like the jets have everything, even though the offensive line is like middle of the pack, like Zach should be performing, uh, better than he is uh guys if you're just dropping in make sure you hit that like button for every 25 likes we get on this video we'll pick a qualifier for our t-shirt giveaway at the end of this stream now yeah. we do have a few super we chats we're get getting through likes. so if you sent one in just uh be patient with us we're getting through some stuff green bean what'd you have there 
Yeah, I just I wanted to dovetail with what you said. I keep meaning to bring it up, and I only remember when I'm not talking. So, uh, <laughs> guys, there's uh, over 600 of us in here, and we have like 200 likes or so. Uh, every 25, we get a qualifier for the free T-shirt. So if you haven't hit the like button, go ahead and do that so I can pick more people. Usually I'm picking a lot more. Um, and tonight I feel like I'm not doing anything. So you gotta, you gotta help me out over here. I want to, I want to add more qualifiers to the list. So hit the like, button. I love it. Beloved peace comes in and says, remember, we don't have the cap space like previous years. Quinnen is going to have to be paid soon among others, re-signings and free agents. In my opinion, we need to sign a quarterback and draft one in the later rounds. Beloved peace. I completely agree with you. There's going to be a very big focus on the Jets offseason this year, primarily because of the quarterback situation. But I do think that with the cap space we do create, and I think we're going to, because of the success we've had, I think we'll be able to restructure C.J. Mosley. I think we'll be able to restructure Lawson and Corey Davis. And I think those cap numbers will begin to look a little bit better. Um, and I do think a lot of it is retaining some of our own. Uh, Quinnen's contract he's going to get his fifth year option. I do think because it's going to be a longer contract, I don't think his cap hits are going to be as, you know, aggressive right off the bat. Um, and as far as, you know, signing quarterback, I do want to sign a veteran. That is the route I prefer to go. And I would like a quarterback in the mid rounds. Anthony, what is it? Robinson? I think from Florida, the big six foot four dude that runs like a gazelle. That's the guy I want in the middle rounds right now. Um, he has like, just some stellar athletic ability. And if we can let him sit behind like someone like Jimmy G for, for two, three years and then bring him in, if Jimmy G falters or if he gets hurt or something happens, that's the route I'd probably go. Matt, your thoughts on beloved pieces, super chat. Um, yeah, it's going to be a little bit more challenging for sure. Um, luckily the salary cap is a myth in the NFL and there are always ways to create, create space. Uh, they, they'll figure it out. Yeah. Uh, Joseph comes in again, uh, says, no, they haven't done well. He's talking about the coaching staff and developing quarterbacks that has all Jesus. been in garbage time. Like we, uh, like, what are you talking about? Please read those scores and, those games look at context. Joseph, I completely agree with you in terms of context being needed. Now, I want you to go back and I want you to look at all the games Zach played last year and realize he was in garbage time a whole lot of the year and he only got his first 300-yard game this season. I stand by that this coaching staff can develop a quarter. Maybe not, okay, so maybe this part's wrong. Maybe they can't develop a quarterback, but they can take a quarterback that is already you know, have been in the league at some point with a different coach and gets success out of them. Uh, there is context needed, but even in losses with garbage time, Zach was unable to, to move the ball and get over, you know, 300 yards or anything like that. So, uh, I respectfully disagree. Uh, Mr. Downtown says Zach Wilson has sadly shown he is Josh Rosen with playing time. Um, I do think Zach is better than Josh Rosen. I think the athletic upside is there. It's literally like if he could hit the easy throws, we would be so different on Zach Wilson right now. Like Josh Rosen, I, Josh Rosen felt like bad a dude. different kind of bad. Matt, your thoughts on this? Yeah, Josh Rosen was just bad dude. The teammates didn't like him. There wasn't enough effort. And that he was also like, remember his comp coming out was Eli Manning because he wasn't really a mobile quarterback. He was someone who's going to stay in the pocket and throw. I liked Rosen. I thought he was, I think he was my quarterback three. 
mm-hmm. that year, something like that, which obviously that turned out to be very wrong. But um, there was a, the fact that Zach even got a second year shows that he is different than Rosen because they very clearly saw something was wrong with Josh. Yeah, and I would even yeah. go so far as to say if we weren't winning this year, Zach definitely gets, you know, year three with a slightly less quarterback competition. Like, I think if Zach balls out the tail end of the schedule, maybe there's a situation where you're like, okay, Gardner Minshew, you come in and compete with Zach as opposed to going for one of the bigger fish like Jimmy G or, or David Carr. But I don't know. I, I don't agree with the the Rosen take. Uh, Ablab, what's up, dude? Comes in, says, I know Zach Wilson is shitting his skivvies right now, but, (laughs) but, and this is a strong but, if he can have a mental epiphany and go on a hellacious tear, that would be something. He has a moment waiting for him. Now hope he realizes it. Um, yeah, I was trying, I was thinking about that the other day, and I want to know from both of you guys. What does Zach Wilson have to do for the remaining seven games for you to not create a quarterback competition or maybe not go after a big fish? Matt, I want to hear from you first. Um, I don't know. So let's say averaging 230 to 250 yards a game at least. Uh, like 14 touchdown passes and three picks. Something like That's that. a pretty good stat line. So you're saying two touchdowns a game, 250-yard average, which means he's probably got a few 300-yarders sprinkled in there uh, against some bad defenses. Green Bean, your thoughts. What does Zach have to do for you to not uh, you know, think about going after a big fish in free agency or trade? Yeah, well, I think hellacious tear is a good way to say it, right? And I'm, I'm kind of right in line with with Matt, I don't necessarily need to see like him be among the top five quarterbacks in the NFL for that to be applicable. I think, you know, 230 to 260 a game, you know, two touchdowns, maybe one uh, in the air, one on the ground, a cut, you know, I just want to see a guy who's consistent, can get his receivers to ball the ball and doesn't look like he's lost when he's bad. Like if he has a down game, you can't look like you're you've never played the position before. That's kind of where I think a lot of us are having difficulty. It's not that he has a bad game, it's that he looks like he's never done this in his life before. It looks like, you know, me out there. And I honestly believe I can do better, man. I fucking believe that. You know, I've never done it. I, I still, I just believe it. But uh, I think if he does that, if he's consistent and, uh, you know, he's able to get his guys the ball, we win some, we lose some, but he's consistent, I think that's more than enough uh, reason to, you know, to give him year three. But I would still bring in a vet like a Minshew, somebody that in the event he sucks ass, you got you got somebody good enough to capitalize on Elijah Moore, Garrett Wilson, Denzel Mims, Braxton Berrios, Michael Carter, Brees Hall. Like we're stacked. You got to have somebody that can use them. Uh, Joseph comes in with another super chat. He is very upset with me and my takes on. <laughs> <laughs> quarterbacks on the development. Uh, he says, whose job money, is it to develop a quarterback? Please tell me. It is the quarterback coach. It is the offensive coordinator. It is the head coach. It is a whole grooming process. Don't get me wrong. Personal accountability. 
should the quarterback be partially responsible for this? We have seen other quarterbacks do well under LaFleur. This is what I'm keep harping on here. I think it's on Zach. He's got to take a little onus here. Uh, Ablab comes in. Ablab says, I think he sucks, but we uh, he needs to prove me and all of us wrong. I hate to have to go quarterback hunting again. Mm. The nice thing about where we're at right now and quarterback hunting is our team is loaded and there's going to be guys that want to play here. And honestly, draft pick wise, if, if Douglas decides, hey, Lamar Jackson, I have faith that he's going to do well the next three or four years. If that is his decision, trade three first round picks, go out and get Lamar. Give him a big contract and, and, and pay the man. Because I think you are a, an, an elite quarterback away from really making some noise. Now, if the fear is Lamar Jackson could get hurt, he might decline at any second, then you don't go that route. And I'll be honest, that's kind of the camp I fall in. I'm, I'm deathly scared of Lamar Jackson. I think he is phenomenal. I think there's going to be some red flags if the Ravens feel that loaded team can't win with him. They should be franchise tagging him at the very least here. Uh, Matt, your thoughts on going quarterback hunting again. It's my favorite. I love doing it. Uh, no, uh, I don't want to. I, in a perfect world, you don't have to. Um, I don't think Lamar Jackson becomes available. I think the Baltimore Ravens are way too smart and well-run of an organization to let that happen. Um, like you said, the franchise tag exists for a reason. Worst case scenario, it comes to that. Um, I think if you're trying to look at realistic veteran options, uh, Carr and Jimmy G seem to make the most sense. Yeah, completely, completely agree. Greenbean, your thoughts on quarterback hunting again? Yeah, I mean, it's like the worst thing, right? Like, what the fuck? We don't want to do this. And then we can, I look, if that happens, I'm, I'm not going to be able to stop myself from reminding everybody I wanted to trade back and all that stuff. I'm just kidding. I won't do it. But it's, it's like the idea of it, because then again, it's like, you know, we're not guaranteed to get somebody that's going to work, right? Doesn't mean like, ah, just push reset, grab that guy and all's well. But it was just asked in the, or somebody was asking in the chat, do you think Derek Carr really makes us a Super Bowl team? And it's like, dude, Derek Carr had 4,800 yards, 27 touchdowns and 14 picks. He had a 94 quarterback rating for the season, 68% completion. Yeah. I think that with this team is Super Bowl. That or at least deep in the playoffs gives you the chance. So if we if we have to go quarterback hunting, which I don't wanna, I I really hope it's a vet. I'd I'd hate to see us use our first round pick and start over. I, I really would. Yeah, I'm out on the the whole uh rookie quarterback train. Uh, Armando comes in and says, love you all, men. I'm riding with Zach. Come hell or high water. I got Zach's back no matter what. Let's go, Zach. J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. I've got Zach's back through the end of this season. And then go. the floodgates open. <laughs> come come quarterback shopping. Who wants to come here? Who's going to take what? Uh, Matt, hell or high water on Zach? Yeah, he's got another seven game. Like, I love this other... Like people jumping down my throat on saying that I wanted to see two years of Zach Wilson before coming to any rash decisions. Like that, that is such an outlandish take to say, you know, I think 27 games is like that's a good enough sample size to look. But um, hey, if you called it at 15 games, good on you, man. Yeah, right. 100%. Okay. Uh, Denzel. 
says, we've asked Zach to do the bare minimum and he can't do that, but our offense needs a somewhat mobile quarterback because our injured offensive line. Uh, that's definitely why I don't particularly want to see Flacco. And really, I don't particularly want to see White behind the offensive line. Now, I would prefer White over Flacco. And like Strevler is just such a mystery. I like I kind of want the excitement and like the wonder and the wow of it all. <laughs> like, What can this guy do? Like, if we got to put someone in, give me something exciting to watch. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I think when your quarterback can't do the bare minimum, uh, you don't have a quarterback. Uh, yeah. Waz says, do we wear green on Sunday now that we've lost in the whites? Yes. No, we're wearing black. This is a black game. Really? We're prepared for it. Is yes. It? The bears and the Jaguars are blacks, black helmet, unless it's green helmet, yeah. uh, green Jersey, black helmet. But I think we're going all blacks. Yeah. yeah um, I did not realize that. All right. Let's fuck. Let's get some, like, we don't have one variation of the unit since we switched. We don't have any piece of it. That's like, oh yeah, that's our good stuff. I mean, we almost, we had this white Jersey, black pants thing for a minute, but it's like all of it. It's like, we suck in all of it. I just want like, wouldn't it be nice to like win the next two games that we're wearing all black and we can go, yeah, it was our tough uniform. You know what I mean? I'd like to do something guys. Hell something. Yeah. I am going all in on the coin flip prediction and just praying, <laughs> especially oh if we God. lose this no. week. Like I, I, I want like the it. win this week, but if we lose this week, <laughs> I'm all in, all in on the coin flip. I'm putting it all on black, baby. Ugh, I don't know. I would die I if we lose this game. <laughs> the unit says, imagine if we had Fitzpatrick now on this team, uh, the way he was playing for Rex. Did Rex have Fitzpatrick? I thought Fitz came in in a trade with when Bowles was here. Um, I'm pretty sure he came in with Decker and Marshall and all those guys after yes. Rex was already gone. Um, and that team was kind of loaded anyway with a bunch of vets. I do think this team is more talented, but you know maybe you can make an argument for that. Uh, it's interesting. It's interesting. Matt, would you have liked to have seen Ryan Fitzpatrick with this team? No. Not, not after how it ended. I like it. Short, sweet, to the point. Brian Bogan says, we'd be a Super Bowl team if Zach was the 25th ranked quarterback. I don't know if 25th does it, but I would say, like, slightly below average. If you had a 15th to 20th ranked quarterback, I mean, you're talking two more wins. I mean, heck, I mean, I guess there's a... How big of a gap is there from 33rd or 34th, wherever Zach ranks, to 25? eight quarterback difference. I don't know. I don't know if there's eight quarterbacks. I think I can think of more quarterbacks. I wouldn't want <laughs> than eight, but, uh, whatever. Uh, Mumtaz drops in with his member super chat. Uh, he says, Zach lacks toughness. He gets hit and melts down. If he is not the answer, then drafting won't work this year as we are going to be in the middle of the first round and top quarterbacks will be gone and moving up will be expensive. This team's ready to win now. I don't want to draft a quarterback regardless in the first round because you're going to say, oh, we got to wait a year or two. And by that point, Brees Hall has burnt up the majority of his contract. Sauce and Reed and all these guys, like you're, you're wasting time here. Uh, so I, I am out. Uh, on that uh who's up next john john comes in and says maybe zach wilson falls out of bed one morning and miraculously becomes a good quarterback 
Some fans need to realize there have been dozens of quarterbacks with huge talent who have become major busts in the history of the NFL. Yeah, look, just because you are athletically gifted does not mean you are one of the 32 best people in the world to play quarterback. Yeah. And Zach like Wilson, Sam Darnold, unfortunately, right? Sam Darnold is a perfect example of it. You know, had a bunch yep. of talent, had a, you know, a much better career to this point than than Zach Wilson has, and he has and he had nothing. He, he, this is an infinitely better roster than anything Zach Will, uh, Sam Darnold ever played with. Sam Darnold sure. is a free agent after the season. He is starting this year, <laughs> this week. So maybe we get to bring back a little bit of the love. I don't see it. Green Bean, your thoughts on the athletic upside of quarterbacks and how it translates to the NFL. Well, I, I will say that I believe that the situation that they end up in is of paramount importance, right? Like they do all kinds of interviews and, you know, the athletic stuff, you know, without, you know, beyond a shadow of a doubt, like, you know, exactly what kind of athlete you're getting. And then you try to sift through the answers in interviews to try to find out what kind of person you're dra- Is he going to crumble when he, when he gets you know, put in the spotlight or things get get hard and all you try to you know identify that sort of stuff um but then again after all that you bring him in like a sam Darnold, and you never give him a quarterback coach never jeremy bates didn't give him one then we fired them so he has to learn two systems his first two years and then uh adam gase doesn't give him one and it's and then you know we had the 32nd ranked o-line and you know all the stuff so Conversely, Josh Allen went up to to Buffalo and they they took care very great care of him. The first thing they did was get him an offensive line. You know, Morse, they drafted Cody Ford. Like they they went all out to to bring in guys. The next year they they go out and trade a whole bunch of picks for um for digs. You know what I mean? So, you know, I, I think a lot is obviously on the the young the young player. I think situation has a lot to do with it too. Mahomes in, uh, you know, up in Kansas City, he sat for X amount of weeks or whatever it was uh, behind Alex Smith with Andy Reid there and Kafka and all the guys. And then they put him in and they kind of took care of him. You know what I mean? And here it's like, ah, get over here and fucking get out there. I don't have a quarterback coach. Shut up. Like LaFleur gave Zach Wilson the whole book, right? We know this is true. Here's our 1,100-page book. Get out there, kid. Do something. So it's like, you know, it's, it has a lot to do with it, in my opinion. So, yeah, there's a lot of guys that are busts, but uh, they go to situations a lot of the time that would be very difficult uh, when if they went to a winning team, maybe they had a much better chance. I think that's applicable, too. Uh, AbLab drops in again, says, run-dominant quarterbacks don't get chips, can't think of one. Talking about Lamar Jackson, uh, yeah, look, there's there's definitely something to be said for that, and I think you do have to pass the ball. I think Lamar Jackson is is vastly better of, as a passer than, than Zach Wilson is. I do think there are better passers out there than Lamar, but his legs are so lethal. And you look at the team we have built right now and the running aspect that we want to be a run-heavy team. We want to be a tight end-focused team. Lamar Jackson loves the run-heavy offense. Lamar Jackson loves his tight ends. Oh, and our wide receivers are significantly better than the ones 
in Baltimore. Matt, your thoughts on the dominant running quarterback not winning rings, and would you bring in Lamar if he were an option? Uh, yeah, um, I would bring him in if he was an option, but uh, I, I don't think that's necessarily the most fair critique. There have, haven't been a ton of running quarterbacks in the history of the NFL. Like, obviously, like Vic and Lamar are the big ones that come to mind. Uh, Lamar has had uh, success, but we'll, we'll see how far they go this year, I guess. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm just trying to think off the top of my head an example of a quarterback who ran a little bit. That Cam Newton went to one. Colin Kaepernick went to one and was in championship games years mm-hmm. in a row. Um, I think it's possible. It depends on how the rest of the team is built too. Yeah, I don't think it's I don't think it's a, a deal breaker. I think mobility is is an important factor, and I think it's also heavily skewed because Brady's been in like seven Super Bowls. The Mannings have been in like four Super Bowls yeah. or whatever. Like so, so that three player sample size in and of itself is already like a massive list uh that you kind of have to overcome when when considering all this stiff uh stuff uh dagsy comes in dagsy says i know people are mad at our coaching staff but come on we were two and 14 and they are one decent quarterback play away from eight and two i trust joe douglas and salad to fix this imagine having this problem with adam gase yeah i mean look if if we had zach with adam gase I don't think the rest of this offense fights the way they fight for uh, Robert Sala. And you don't have Quan, you don't have Tomlinson, you don't have Whitehead, you don't get Reed. Like the coaching staff brings in talent, like the the relationships that you have. I think that's so important. Uh, so good to bring up that. Armando says, if we can get the O-line to block as a unit, we can get the running game going and set up play action for Zach to throw the ball down the field. I hope so. I hope that's where it kind of goes. And I would run towards the left side of our line constantly. You got two pro pro bowlers on that left-hand side, as opposed to like a backup tackle and a backup guard on the other side. Um, Look, I think teams know how to beat the Jets. They are going to sell out against the run until Zach forces them to back off. Greenbean, your thoughts on this? Oh... So uh, let me see here. I'm sorry. I was talking in the That's chat. That's all right. Jeremy had a Jeremy asked me, uh, "How do you stop my bagel from rolling away?" And I said, "I don't. Know, I don't know what you're doing. I don't you know what to donut. do." You donut. <laughs> yeah. Well, he said you put locks on it. I was like, "Oh, uh, okay. okay. This oh, was real. Okay. okay, it was an actual joke." Uh, so uh, Armando, let's see here. If we can get the O line to block as a unit, we can get the running. Yeah. Well, here's the here's the thing we have to remember, Armando. We're currently using our fifth offensive tackle and our third now offensive guard. So I think you got to kind of know what you're dealing with there. That all said, they did a good job. Like this line is still better than two years ago, three years ago Mm -hmm. when it was like, you know, the Coleccio, I can't remember who those guys were. We had, uh, you know, Spencer Long, Wayne Hunter and... Oof. Yeah. Remember he was snapping balls like either mm-hmm. rolling them on the ground or he was throwing them over <laughs> Sam's head or whatever the fuck. Good times. It was like, you're right. And it's like, you know, we we have had worse lines. Now, I'm not psyched, 
but you gotta really give a lot of credit to Benton and the guys, you know, they, they're playing well. I think we really do miss AVT and then behind him, Herbig in the run game. Like they were strong, man. And I, I think we're seeing that like this week with Feeney, I think he did an okay job pass blocking. I have to look admittedly. I, I only, uh, I, I haven't spent any time with the, uh, all 22. I've all, I've only seen like other people's clips and stuff like that. But I like to sit down and watch the O-line. It's one of the things I look at, you know. Um, but Feeney, I think he did okay in pass blocking, but I think he was atrocious. No push, no holes for our running backs. So I, I think, yeah, you're definitely correct, but I think we have to know where our weaknesses are as well and 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 account for them. We have to know that. You know, we're third guard, fifth tackle. You're going to have a little bit of dip in production, you know? Absolutely. Green Bean, have you selected all our qualifiers? Guys in the chat, make sure you hit that like button. For every 25 likes we get, yeah. we pick a qualifier for our t-shirt giveaway, which we are doing right now. Matt, I'm going to have you go to last week's stream. You could pick whichever one has uh, more views, and you can select five people from over there as we go through these final uh, comments here. Mumtaz comes in and says, in defense of Zach, we do have a disastrous patchwork offensive line with best offensive lineman avt is out and most expensive free agency pickup tomlinson playing horribly and even backups are hurt offensive tackles would not be in the nfl if not for our need so zach is screwed look there's there's definitely some blame to go around for the offensive line and maybe a lack of of some sort of running game but when your quarterback can't complete the the easy short passes I just think that's the that's the Achilles heel of this team, and that's the reason we're not able to run more so than it is a, a lack of, you know, run blocking on the offensive line. And who knows? Maybe we we come back in. Look, two two weeks ago or three weeks ago when we played the Buffalo Bills, we ran it right down their throat. We did not ask right. them if they wanted it. It was just like, oh, here it comes. <laughs> we're gonna run it right down. Yes. How's this feel? Mm-hmm. Green Bean, any thoughts about our offensive line and is Zach screwed with the the makeup that it currently is in? Yeah, I love I love Mumtaz. Like just the way you put it here, man. It's it's funny. It's like, dude, look, he's screwed. Now, I think that you're you know you're you're half right. You know, I mean, hopefully we get guys back. I think O'Leary was saying it in the video today. Like uh, that, you know, maybe Max Mitchell comes back. I think it was your video, Matt. Uh, we might get Max Mitchell back, and who knows what the story is with her big and all that. Like, maybe we upgrade a little bit, you know, and maybe we can do that. We do have guys coming back soon, so that would be uh, helpful, hopefully. That all said, like, guys, there's there was more than enough of the game where Zach had clean pockets, more than enough time, and guys were open. And, like, sometimes he didn't pull the trigger. And sometimes he pulled the trigger and it went flying over people's heads or, you know, three yards into the dirt before it even got to their feet. And, and then other catches, like the one in particular, Zach, I'm sorry, Garrett Wilson's catch was a terrible pass. Like it was him, even the Denzel Mims, the what you know people are calling a back shoulder. It wasn't supposed to be a back shoulder. The the ball floated in the air. Mims had to go back and, and adjust and he, and, he, and he made a good catch and it was a great you know, reception, but you know, it's, he's all over the place guys. Like, yes, the offensive line being kind of beat up is definitely a factor. The running game, not being able to get uh, going 
definitely a factor. But Zach Wilson had more than enough times where he, you know, where he could have done something and he just can't. Like Ryan said before, the 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 short stuff, like you gotta be able to hit your guy. You gotta be able to turn and hit your wide receiver. You gotta be able to do that. And you, if you can't, then we're in trouble no matter what the hell the offensive line is doing. Matt, you think the offensive is line is what's gonna talk? screw Zach? What was that? Um, no, I don't. I don't. Sorry, Matt, you're up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, no. Um, I, I don't think the offensive line is screwing Zach because, as Greenbean was saying, there were too many times where there were uh, things open and plays available that he wasn't able to hit. So that is not a good enough excuse to, you know, excuse his play from Sunday. Uh, Johnny says, we have a great organization, not just a team. Um, yeah, look, we, we have a good team and we also have a good organization as far as the foundational pieces in GM and head coach and in, in coaching staff. I do think we finally have the right people in the building. Uh, and I think you'll see if we can get back on the winning streak, more of the, the kumbaya <laughs> type, uh, atmosphere, um, but all right, we have gotten to the end of our show. So, uh, Matt, you want to rattle off five people from last week's video? Absolutely. Greenbean, let me know when you're ready. Or whoever's writing it down. I'm ready, buddy. Yeah, I got it. Okay. Donna Moore is going to be number one. Um, and then we'll go Radcliffe Murphy, number two, Ron P, number three, um, Champster, nine, six, six, nine, and then Matt McCormick, number five. Ooh, I got five here for Wait, you as so well. So that was Champster 969. Was that Champster 969? And what was the last one? Uh, Champster 966. Is my internet taking a complete was Matt shit? McCormick. No, you're good. Matt McCormick. Yeah? Okay. Oh, so it's me. It's just the, the lag from whatever program I'm using, I think. Um, okay. All right. I've got a few guys right, here good. from um, Twitter. Uh, let's do Minshew, like the quarterback. Uh, I love it. It's Minshew with a soon arrow and a jet. <laughs> so we'll go with that one. Uh, let's go with uh, J-Man Hop. Let's go with Morality is Not Dead. This one's for Matt. N.Y. Isles, number one fan. Ooh. Ooh. That was fighting words. Right? I love it. We're going to go Robbie Rhino. I don't know how many that was, but I'm going to give you Anthony Cook Five. as well. All right. We're, we're good. I got six from that batch. All right. Itch. Let's do a little odds or evens. Three. Two, one. That's a five. We're at an odd. All right, hold on. 
All right, here we go. Lloyd, you're out. Uh, TJ Decker is out. Adam S is out. It's Snoopy is gone. Jets 830 is out. PG Hudson, one of our earliest supporters, is out. Uh, M. Morris is gone. Radcliffe Murphy is uh, no longer with us. Uh, Champster is gone. Uh, Minshew, oh, Morality Not Dead is gone. Robbie Rhino, okay. All right, three, two, one. That's an 11. So odd, okay. Uh, Oh, there goes the Buffalo Jet fan. Sorry, buddy. (laughs) Uh, BG the Kid, you're out. (laughs) He was like the first one. Uh, McNally, you're gone. Donna Moore is out. Uh, Matt McCormick, you are out. New York Isles, number one fan is out. Okay, so we got one, two, three, four, five, six left. All right, three, two, one. Seven. New York Jets super fan, you're out. Randy's out. Ron P's out. And Anthony Cook. We are down to three. All right, chat, give us a number. It's going to be the first one after the professor's number 11, plus what we put up. Three, two, one. That's a seven. A seven plus a five is an even number, whatever that is. 12. Did we eliminate both or just one? Uh, 12, only the one. Yeah, Dong Hung is gone. <laughs> All right. The first number after Jedi Knight of the 13th Order of Gotham, plus whatever we throw up. Three, two, one. Three, four, four plus a six. That's a 10. It's an even number. All right. Some guy. Some guy is the winner. There he goes. Oh, man. Some We're going to have guy. a bunch of some guys. <laughs> We're yeah, all some right. guys. All right, some guy, reach out to me on one of my social media platforms or my email down in the description down below. Let me get your shipping information. I'll send you out a shirt. Guys, thank you so much for flying with us tonight. Let's go around and give our closing thoughts. Green Bean, any last words for our panel? Yeah. Look, when Zach wins this week, we're all going to forget this. So that's the thing we have to remember. We are nuts. That all said, we're going to do another After Hours tonight. So over at Green Bean Jets Fan, in about 20 minutes, we will be going live again to talk about everything that comes up in the wee hours of the night. Come on over and join us. Matt, any last words for our panel? Jets by a million, fuck the coin. I love it. Boys and girls, it's been a lot of fun flying with you tonight. Thanks, as always, for hanging out with us. This is Jets Talk signing off. J E T S.